Hello and welcome to Tea Break Tales, the podcast that provides short stories for your morning brew. Bus called Carpe Diem by Lee Robinson. Willis queued for the bus with all the other commuters. Briefcase clutched tightly in his hand, he did his best to avoid the drops of rain that rolled off the rusty roof of the bus shelter. His grey woollen suit wasn't really the best thing to be wearing on such a damp day. His black leather brogues would require a good buffing before he headed into his meeting with the new client this morning. Impression was everything, and Willis knew that the presentation of self was so important in clinching the big deals. As he stood in line, patiently waiting, he noticed the young family stood in front of him, all excitedly chatting about the day ahead. Buckets and spades in hand, they were looking forward to new adventures on the beach. One of the children, a young girl aged about seven, accidentally dropped her plastic bucket onto Willis's foot. She glanced up with piercing blue eyes and then snatched the bucket handle in her hand and turned away. She carefully guarded her prized possession from the staring stranger. Sorry about that, said the children's mother. No problem, said Willis. Going anywhere nice, he continued. We're heading for the beach at Thornbury Sands, she said. Her eyes were glinting with excitement of the attention from this tall and handsome stranger. She didn't get much opportunity to converse with other adults normally. Willis pondered this for a moment and then responded with, It's a bit wet for the beach, isn't it? Sarah looked puzzled, but then brightly smiled and said, It's never too wet. Getting wet and mucky is what childhood is all about, isn't it? Willis quietly cast his mind back to his childhood and how different his experience had been. His mother had kept a clean house and even cleaner children. There was no room for muck where she was concerned. Sarah could see that Willis wasn't comfortable with his thoughts. She broke the momentary silence with, It's not just children who need a little adventure in their lives, you know. This struck a chord with Willis, who suddenly found himself questioning his own beliefs. He'd always been taught that responsible people do well in life, but only if they work really hard and commit every fibre of their being to being the best they can be. This was the blueprint for his life, and one that he'd followed to the letter since an early age. He now stood and looked at the grown woman who infectiously talked about adventure as an adult. He got the feeling that this journey was as much about her finding adventure as the children being kept occupied on a grey wet day in the summer holidays. Aren't you worried about the children getting mucky or catching a cold, he said. Sarah smiled, shuffled slightly and then responded, Muck comes out in the wash. 
and being outdoors in all weathers is good for your immunity. Willis placed his briefcase down onto the wet pavement and straightened himself up. I guess you could be right there, he questioned. Sarah could see that Willis had begun to warm in his demeanour. The little girl had turned her body round and was now facing Willis. At her shoulder stood her older brother, who also had the same piercing blue eyes of those of his sister and his mother. He copied Willis and placed his bucket and spade down onto the concrete pavement. Willis noticed this and suddenly realised that he was being carefully studied by both children. Sarah once again smiled and said, I'm a firm believer in Carpe Diem. She paused and then added, You know, seize the day. Willis had heard this saying being mentioned before, but it was usually coming from the lips of some top-table executive who was keen on squeezing extra effort and indeed time from his already overstretched workforce. He had never really given it much thought until now. As he stood pondering how he was perhaps not seizing his day, an elderly lady with a wheeled shopping trolley squeezed by him. The metal edge of the trolley frame dragged across the back of Willis's leg. He took a sharp step sideways and turned to scowl at the lady. He then realised that she was just trying to get to the bench seat to sit down and rest her tired legs. She looked up at Willis, who had now consciously changed his facial expression from a scowl to a slight smile. He looked at the lady as he bent down to pick up his briefcase and move it away from the space now inhabited by the lady's trolley. Here, allow me, he said. And with that, he took a deliberate step out from the bus shelter. He was now half covered and the rain continued to drip from the rusty roof. Willis was now starting to get damp on one side of his suit whilst the other remained dry. Under most circumstances, this would have really annoyed Willis, but today it somehow felt different. He had a small folding umbrella he could use, but it suddenly felt wrong to even try and use it. There wasn't much space in the shelter, and at the same time there wasn't really any room on the pavement either. And he also thought that for once, just once, he could actually ignore his inner voice. Sarah watched as Willis recomposed himself in his new location. He looked up at the drips coming off the roof and then back at Sarah and the children. I can move over a bit for you, she said. She caught Willis's gaze and this time Willis held her gaze more intently. No need, he said, smiling. I'm still half dry. Under normal circumstances, being wet wasn't acceptable at all to Willis. Yet here he was, one shoulder pale grey and the other a much darker colour. This lack of symmetry was somehow pleasing. A puddle had started to form in the kerb by the bus stop. The rain was a little more intense than before. The bus notice board clicked and then changed. Willis looked up at the notice, stating that the bus was running 15 minutes late. He felt the irritation growing and the voice in his head started to account for every minute of lost time. There'd be no time to get changed before his meeting. Willis sighed and took a half step away from the bus shelter. He turned and looked up the road. As he did, a passing taxi hit the puddle behind him and the foaming water of the puddle took flight and covered Willis, Sarah and the children. 
Sarah shrieked from the sudden shock of cold water, trickled down her legs and gathered around the tops of her brightly coloured socks. The children giggled and jumped up and down with excitement at the sudden drenching. The little girl grinned and shouted, More, more, more. Willis stood still. His arms stretched down by his sides, his fists clenched. He could feel anger building. Not only was he now soaked, but late for his meeting, and dirty to go with it. Sarah looked up, half laughing, but half wary of the sudden change in the handsome stranger's manner. She put one hand on the shoulder of her son and pulled him towards her. Fear had crept in and tempered the mood. Willis took a short, sharp breath and looked back at the old lady sat on the bench. She was, of course, perfectly dry, having been shielded by Willis's tall frame. She smiled and said, I am so sorry, young man. Willis turned, caught the gaze of Sarah, and then returned his gaze back to the old lady. No problem, he said. Skin's waterproof. He turned back to Sarah and the children. Sarah had released her grip on her son's shoulder and relaxed a little. She carefully studied Willis's face for his reaction. As she did, she noticed a slight smile appear on the corner of his mouth. His eyes opened up slightly, and then he began to laugh loudly. His laughter carried down the queue of the commuters waiting for the bus. All of a sudden, the atmosphere went from stifled to relaxed. People began to catch each other's gaze, and a hum of new conversations broke out. Willis grinned at Sarah and said, Well, that was a little unexpected. Sarah laughed and said, Those are the best types of adventures, if you know what is coming then where's the fun? Indeed, said Willis, who was now fumbling in his pocket for his mobile phone. Sarah quizzically watched as the phone emerged perfectly dry. Willis tapped the screen and began to search for his office number. He glanced up for a moment. He was summoning up the courage to do something that he'd never done before. He paused and then said to Sarah, Have you got room for one more on your adventure? That was a bus called Carpe Diem, which was written, narrated and edited by Lee Robinson. And that's it for today's episode. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can do so via our email, and that is tbreaktales at gmail.com, or alternatively, you can find us on our Facebook page. We're always on the lookout for new stories, so if you've got a short story that fits between 10 and 15 minutes, then please do send it in and we will narrate it for you. So until next time, stay safe and we'll see you soon.